Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Frank the Tank and I are back, slightly skinnier than before, uh, from our saga of the decade-long mule deer hunt for me to kill one with a recurve. Um, I was successful eventually. Frank, you got it done in six days. You show off. <laughs> yeah, coincidentally, six days, day six. <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, we have our good friend on, uh, the rooster, Brian Broderick from Alabama. Brian? What's up there, home chicken? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, this podcast um, is about, actually, the arrows. A lot of people have been uh, b- uh, asking us about these arrows. There's kind of a buzz that's been going on uh, that Brian Broderick, what the, what the story is behind him, um it's a arrow that Frank and I started. Sh- well, I've been shooting a while longer. Frank, you started shooting a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, kind of the story behind it, uh, what where Brian got it kicked off, and uh, where he took it to, and what we have now. And I, I guess for me, it kicked off a couple years ago in Alabama, talking with you about my issues with arrows, and that I like to shoot a heavier arrow. Um, you know, the consistency issues with arrows, um, you being the smart man and entrepreneur you are, you took that, took the issues you had and kind of went from there. So what, what, what did you, we'll talk about the arrows in a minute. What, when you kind of started on this quest, what were some of your issues with some of the arrows on the market? I mean, I know when I was down there with you, um, I shot seven deer, uh, with the arrow I had an broke all seven arrows um every one and that bugged you to death and so you start an arrow company <laughs> well you left them all the broken pieces in my yard i, I, I had to go that... pick them up after you left <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> oh man i'm just kidding no uh no i i uh, i have always shot heavy arrows well not always but in the last 10 years or so i've shot heavy arrows and you know some of those have been, you know, lighter arrows with heavy point weight and then more balanced arrows. And, you know, we've talked about it before. I, I just came to the conclusion that a more balanced arrow is a little better. But that limits you so much on your choices. Uh, you know, really, all you can shoot is FMJs, which is what I shot forever. But the problem is, is that, you know, you might buy the, the you know, the very best they've got. And you shoot them, you know, and practice with them and tune with your broadheads. And then every time you're shooting them, they're losing their, they're not retaining their straightness because of that aluminum skin. You know, you and I have talked about this. It just, they're good when you get them, but when it's time, you know, to hunt after you've tuned them properly, they're not true anymore, you know, and they don't, they don't really hold up like you would want them to. I just, I mean, an FMJ is a great arrow. I just, I hunted with them the one year and my issue I had, I fell and bent them, you know, and I fell pretty hard. And, 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 and that was enough for me to not, to, to not shoot them anymore. And, uh, it's pretty hard to find a heavy grain per inch arrow on the market today. You got to look pretty hard. That's pure carbon with good consistency. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, you falling on them. Uh, you met, uh, my buddy, Sissy Mike and, uh, we Big were on Mike? a hunt. Uh, big mike uh we were up on a hunt in uh ontario and i came into the cabin and he was plopped down on my big sitka bag you know the big one that was like a coffin and um he was 
use that as a chair and leaned against the wall. Well, he didn't know that my bow was in there. <laughs> and he was sitting on my arrows. <laughs> so that fat bastard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the FMJs are totally bent. I'm like, what in the world? And you know, it's so remote up there. You got to pump daylight in. So I'm out there trying to straighten arrows, and I just said, man, this is. There's got to be a better way. So, um, a friend of mine is a, a buffalo outfitter over in uh, Australia, and he comes over and hunts with us every now and then. And he came over about, I guess, about three years ago, and he brought over these arrows. Um, called Zelors, and they were like super heavy wall micro diameter shafts. And man, I just started playing with them and absolutely loved them. Um, they weren't as far as how they were being manufactured with regards to the, the shaft and the components. It wasn't the best product uh, as far as quality, but as far as what it would do is you know, with regards to penetration, it was incredible. So, you know, you and I went back and forth the last few years. And I mean, you finally just said, man, you know, you should just, you should just do this yourself. So I dove off into trying to, you know, build this arrow. And in the, in the interim, I ended up buying, uh, Zelor's, uh, old inventory and started basically using those as tests and prototypes. And that's what you and I, and Frank and everybody's been trying to destroy the last few months, you know? Yeah. And, no, um, I'd add to that. I've only broken two. <laughs> um, yeah. It, well, that's the thing about them. You just, I mean, they were so tough. We almost couldn't break them. Yeah. And I, I've, I've talked about them on the last po- couple podcasts, Frank and I just did. Um, and without going down the long wormhole of, um, heavy FOC and extreme FOC, um, it's been, it pretty clearly stated for the last several years with me, I just like a heavy arrow with a decent point weight up front. Um, I'm not a extreme FOC guy. I just, I just like a heavy point weight, but not crazy. And so f- to get to a five to 600 grain arrow, it can be difficult, especially if you're trying to shoot 70 pounds or 65 pounds and shoot a 500 grain arrow because the only way to get an arrow that heavy is to shoot a 250 spine which is way over spined at 70 pounds um at an average draw length so you know for me shooting 80 to 85 pounds i still was only in that 550 to 600 grain arrow uh just because that's as much as i could get um I would shoot 150, 175 up front, and I still would only be at 550, 540, 570, where, you know, I wanted even heavier than that. And what the Zelor allowed you to do was test that and then perfect it. And obviously now we've got day six. And I I will say um, I've broken two arrows and I think we all know how much I shoot, neither one of them on an animal. They were both uh, slapping rocks, which is, I mean, something to say that the buck I just shot blew through the onside shoulder and bounced off and destroyed the offside shoulder, and the arrow was fine. Uh, I put a new broadhead on it. I'm going to take it out elk hunting. These arrows are indestructible. Well, they're not indestructible. They're as close as you're going to find, and their tolerances are extremely tight. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that was the struggle I had with trying to, number one, understand the aero industry, the arrow manufacturing industry, 
Um, and I kept going through these different factories that had produced the Z-Lores in the past. And I was getting them the specs that I wanted, but the pricing kept coming back like crazy high. And like, man, how is this going to work? So I finally, you know, started talking to them on the phone, which is a totally whole nother, you know, story. But um, so basically the specs and the tolerances that I was requesting, uh, it was so tight that basically if I wanted 10,000 arrows, they would have to manufacture 20,000 and pick, the, you know, pick 10,000 out that would actually meet my specs. And then the other ones, you know, they were a lesser quality and basically a cull. But those culls are basically what anybody else would use as a standard industry arrow. So once I realized that, I realized that that's what I was going to have to do uh, to get what I wanted. But I also understood that <laughs> if I did this through dealers, nobody could afford them. So that's why I decided to just do this, you know, company as a consumer direct. So there's no markup. I'm basically selling direct to the customer at what I would sell to a dealer. So um, anyway, I just, it's, it's been a, a difficult journey to get here because if I just wanted to copy what the Zelors had, it would have been easy, but I, I wanted to do something different. I just wanted to use that model and we changed, you know, the composite layup that we used and the directions and all, so I could reduce the outside diameters a little bit. And then also the components on the Zelors, they were just not very good, uh, and not true and consistent. So you know, I went, I went and reached out to, you know, AAE, you know, at your, at your, you know, recommendation, Aaron, and, you know, those guys have their act together and said, this is what I want. I want, you know, one thousandth tolerance on everything. And this is the design. And we worked back and forth the last four or five months and, and they did it. I mean, they got it. They've got incredible components to go with them now. So I feel like I've addressed all the you know, the, I guess the, the weak points, if you will, and what the first product was. And this product is just kind of a, a, um, you know, um, drilled down version that's addressed all the, the, you know, holes that we had in the system before. So well, what that's kind of how I got here. And what are yeah. some of the spines that, that, uh, you're offering and then the weights, uh, grains per inch, things like that? Well, the two fifties are, they're just, they're, they're, they're hammers. There's no other word you can use. I mean, they're 12.6 grains per inch. Um, and the cool thing about them is, is, you know, that it's still a micro diameter arrow. So, you know, that, that diameter with a heavy wall construction, heavy arrow like that is just, it's just made for penetration. And then as you stair step down, um, the 300 spine is 11.2. The 350 is 10.2, and then 400 is 9.2, and 500 is 8.2. And I had so many guys ask me why I would build 500s that, you know, nobody's really going to buy a heavy 500 spine arrow. And truthfully, my response to that was is that the 500 spine arrow is what originally led me to do this because when my son was, you know, 12 or 13 years old, and I wanted to build him a heavy arrow for his youth bow, uh, non-existent. And, and you know that the low-pounded shooters, like, you know, younger kids and women and all, it's super, super important for them, for, for them to be shooting 
a heavy arrow at limited distance with a two-blade broadhead. That's really the only way they're going to be consistently effective. Yeah, 100%. And I, uh, without again, without going down a, a wormhole, um, with, when you got have somebody with a 26-inch draw length and they're shooting a 24-and-a-half-inch arrow, uh, they're going to be shooting, you know, a four or excuse me, a five or 600 spine, whatever. And that arrow is generally going to weigh 320 grains or something. I don't know. Not very much. That's, that's uh, with a head on it. That's with the head, like the whole kit and caboodle, yeah. um, like my daughter or Amy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that's right. and that's not, I mean, a perfect scenario with a cut on contact head. Yeah, that's going to get her done. But um, what they need is a 450 plus arrow you know they need it to be heavier now they're not going to be lobbing them out there at 60 yards but they shouldn't anyway um they need uh momentum they need a heavy arrow to punch through and it is a pain in the butt to make that happen with a lot of what's offered in you know today's market i guess or arrow options so I was super excited because a, a 500 grain arrow. Now my daughter's probably not going to shoot targets with that, or she she may. It just depends. But for hunting, um, you know, I already told her, you know, what we were going to get set up for and everything else because she needs that momentum. Um, the other thing that's nice too, when you talk about kids shooting a 500 grain arrow um, for practice, uh, since your arrows are more durable the little bastards don't break very often. And that is a huge problem with like what Kaylee's shooting now, the 500 spine, you can about fart on it and it'll crack. And then I'm buying arrows constantly. Same with Amy, uh, where with the day six arrows, uh, they don't break. I mean, they'll break, but it takes a lot for them to break. So you don't have to buy them as often. Well, here's, here's the thing. You guys know this, that a heavier arrow is a lot more forgiving. It makes your bow so much more efficient. Um, it's so much easier to tune a heavy arrow to any kind of bow. And so when you've got a, uh, you know, somebody young or new that's getting started, you certainly want to give them every advantage, advantage you can have. And, and you know, setting up a, a young person or somebody pulling light poundage at 20 and 30 yards with a heavy arrow, super consistent, you know, it's just, it makes the process easier. It's not as, a, it, you know, the whole setup is not as volatile and hard to keep tuned. I'll tell you, the, the, the light poundage bows, and, the, and they're hard to tune to me. I have always struggled with kids' bows. Um, and I just don't think that, that the manufacturers really focus on making those things as dialed in as the standard bows, but who knows. But, you know, when you get up to what we hunt with and what your average guy's going to hunt with, you know, uh, a 65, 75, 60 to 70 pound compound, he's going to shoot, you know, a 350 spine or a 300, and he can put a 100 grain head or a 125 on there. And now he's, you know, in that 500 to 550 range, depending on his poundage and, you know, what spine, man, you just got a very consistent system that's going to save you in poor, you know, a poor shot placement condition, which happens so much. We just don't talk about it, but it happens. And, uh, you know, that's what you want. I've heard so many people say, oh, I don't really need that. As long as I hit them right, I'm good. But you can't always control what happens in, in nature and hunting. So I just feel like everyone should set up for the worst shot. And 
you have to be heavy to set up for that, you know? I think I think for me, one of the first things that I noticed when I started shooting those arrows, which um, this has been the heaviest setup that I've shot, 560 grains, is the consistency in grouping and also the consistency in the wind. Um, just seeing, it's just that consistent, the grouping, the, the tight groups, the groups seem to have tightened up quite a bit, especially in, in windier conditions um, compared to my lighter arrows. So that's something that... Uh, that I had noticed right off the bat, I talked to Aaron about, I'm like, dude, these things are just grouping like crazy, way more consistent than the lighter stuff that I've been shooting. So that's one thing that sold me. And then like you said, the performance of a heavy arrow on a less than ideal shot. I mean, that deer I shot um, here this season was a heavy quartering away shot, damn near facing away. It went in right in front of the rear the rear leg and came out the neck. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely sold on the heavy arrow thing. Yeah, you know, if you if you would have found the arrow, you could have washed it off and kept hunting with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, as we speak about that, as I was launching arrows all over like Legolas, um, yesterday, um, <laughs> that arrow that was in the bed—I mean, some people saw on the Insta story—I hit a. Uh, I basically my arrow was too much arch to it and piled into the ground and then the other one that that killed the deer, um, you know, it blew the offside shoulder apart like a rifle shot um and that deer went down a creek bed and then fell down um but i found that arrow too and it's fine and then um you know obviously shooting as much 3ds and everything else i mean we're talking three four five hundred arrows a day uh i broke two one slapped off the stomach of a mule deer and then down and and went and it didn't break it cracked it and then went down into a rock and there was like an imperfection on the edge and the other one that broke i pretty much the exact same kind of a thing was a multiple impact on rocks uh and so i man i can't say enough about the durability of them for the simple fact well, when I was down with you, I don't want to mention the arrow I was shooting when I shot that buck. Every animal I shot at, the arrow broke. Every one. Um, Every you know, one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, there was shit laying out. And I, I broke some in practice. Um you know, as far as like, uh, it's not like I'm hitting the target every time. You know, I would skip off the back of your 3D target and the arrow would break. And these, I mean, especially... Now, this is a stick bow guy, but with a judo tip practicing or like a stump thumper practicing around camp, it's nice to know I only got to bring one of them, you know, um, and I can fling arrows all over, fling that arrow all over around camp practicing. I don't have to worry about it breaking. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. And I, I, just, I just think, I mean, I'm sure this sounds like a sales pitch. I cannot say how excited I am to get these in people's hands because it truly, the consistency and all of that is unbelievable, but the durability is just amazing. Well, you know, it, it, that is the durability, honestly, was strictly a byproduct of the design. It wasn't like the top of the list when it was coming to what's, you know, what, what am I trying to achieve? I wanted the weight. I wanted the micro diameter. I wanted them to be, you know, super high tolerances as far as straightness and weight and, you know, consistency. And the, the, the micro diameter combined with the high weight equaled a thick wall product. And it just, the durability was just a bonus byproduct. Uh, down in the South, we call that lanyap. It's just something extra, you know? And so everything has just kind of fallen into place with these things. I feel like I'm really 
blessed and lucky that that I didn't struggle like a lot of people do with a new product. But I had a great starting point, so it wasn't like I was reinventing the wheel. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I just it's it's come out way better than I ever anticipated that it would, and the, I'm just. I'm super happy with them. I hadn't had any anyone that's been shooting them the last six months or so say anything negative um, other than uh, hurry up. I was too slow getting them more. So <laughs> that, was, that was about it. Yeah. The other kind of cool thing that has nothing to do with the actual product is you shot the first animal uh, antelope out here with Alex. Uh, with the final production arrow, Frank shot the second, and I shot the third. Uh, you know, Frank and I got mule deer. You got an antelope, which is which is pretty cool. Just because I, I, it was cool being a part of getting this kicked off. Um, I mean, mostly too. It's always the good. Three best friends. <laughs> well, exactly. What well, it it's always cool to come out with a product. It's so, it's so lucky that it worked out. It's so lucky it worked out that way, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I yeah. mean, for sure. And I just liked it. I mean, I was one of the guys pestering the hell out of you because trying to find a heavy, durable arrow is a pain in the butt with with good consistency. You're almost always culling a couple out of the dozen. And so um, I think you probably got tired of me calling you. I'm like, hey, are they ready? Are they ready? Are they ready? Um you know, over the last few months, but, uh, it's, it's been good. In fact, I called you yesterday. I said, Hey man, I, I think I might need another dozen. And then you said something, well, when you're launching arrows all over the wilderness, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's good though that you guys are out there, you know, really testing them hard. I mean, you know, last year we hunted a lot together and, um, <clears throat> so you got to see firsthand what they did. Um, of course I didn't have, you know, product for you to shoot during hunting season last year i just had you know the stuff i was shooting and testing and but i ended up shooting um uh three deer i'm sorry seven deer with one arrow three bucks and four does um and one of those bucks carried the arrow for i don't know almost a mile back and forth across the river uh, before the arrow found that fell out you know where we were trailing him before we found him and so and then the, the the animal that finally broke it was like, you know, a 70-pound doe uh, that just decided that she was going to try to, you know, make the Olympic team pole vaulting with it. So, um, but that's, uh, I mean, when you can use an arrow on seven animals, I mean, the durability is, is, is pretty incredible. Um, and I probably could have shot it again, but I, I saw it get flexed so much every time she rolled over on it i just was scared to shoot it again you know yeah no that's a testament to how durable they are um you know what while you're on here we should talk about because uh your podcast we did when we did the podcast with the heavy foc heavy arrow uh, man we received a ton of amazing compliments get broderick on he's awesome and then we received four solid hatred comments uh about you bashing uh extreme foc and i i will speak my two cents on this <laughs> That's all? yeah i know right Only four? well they were books yeah. but yeah um Light, I, lightweight so here <laughs> here's the thing that i didn't understand for people commenting on my side of things uh agreeing with you 
you can look anywhere for the last six or seven years, I have promoted the exact same thing that you and I are talking about now, which is a heavy arrow, not not extreme FOC. And when I say extreme FOC, I like heavier FOC. I like I like some weight up front. What I'm talking about is extreme FOC. Now, and when I say extreme, you know, over 20 percent or 25. Now, it if that's what someone likes, by all means, you can do that with any area you want to. I've always just had a setup with like 150 to 175 up front and a heavy 550 plus arrow. Uh, same thing I'm shooting right now. The the issue that you had that started all of this off was you had a light arrow with extreme FOC in Africa, and you had issues with penetration because of high wind. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that's partially correct. Um, so I ran across um, the Ashby stuff uh, on Trat Gang. I don't know, maybe in the late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. And totally bought in because I was always a heavy arrow guy. Uh, so I decided I would try it. And with a trad bow, man, I was freaking out because I'd never had arrow flight so good. I mean, when I was, you know, tuning with these super light arrows and heavy, you know, point weight, man, it was just a dream to tune. And I was like, wow, this is, because you know, a trad, trad bow is not a cakewalk to tune. So I'm going, man, this is, this is it. So I fell, you know, fell for it hook, line, and sinker. I was a believer, man. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And, um, and I hunted with it for probably six or seven years, you know, in that 25% FOC range. And I had a lot of success with it. But I also had more failures than I'd ever had in the past with regards to penetration. And sometimes on just, just crazy shots that you would think, man, there's no way that didn't, you know, six inches behind the shoulder, mid-body, why didn't it just zip through like it did the last three times? So it was very mixed. And so we did go to Africa, I think it was in 2005. That was the last year I shot high FOC. And, uh, or maybe it was six, anyway, it didn't matter. But so we were doing a lot of spot and stalk. We had a lot of high wind conditions. And... I was watching these shots, you know, it was the longest shots I'd ever taken with a trad bow. It was all that 25 to 35 range, which is a long shot for me. Um, and they were bigger animals, but that was pretty much as close as we could get, you know, spotting and stalking on them. And I was watching the arrow fly and watching that tail, you know, basically angle downwind. Uh, the head would go exactly where I wanted it to go. The head was flying true. All that is correct. But the knock end was always blown downwind, and upon impact, it was hitting at an angle. And, I mean, look, I've got some of this stuff on film. I mean, I, I literally, I mean, I was getting four and five inches penetration on, like, impalas because the, the, that arrow was flying at an angle. And my partner had FMJs shooting, you know, heavy arrows, balance, and he had a 125 head. It was just a heavy balance and 10 pounds lighter than me. And he shot through every single thing he shot, even in the wind conditions. And I knew then that I had to go back to a more balanced arrow. But what I really wanted was a micro diameter because 
that that smaller diameter creates so much less drag. It just flies so much truer in any kind of wind conditions. And then when you combine that with an outsert or a half out that swedges out to the standard diameter, you know, of a, of a broadhead, you've got that little tiny section up front that, say, is 30 thousandths, and then as soon as it goes through, everything behind it is, is smaller and it doesn't even touch. And so all of that combined, I was just thinking, man, this is what I got to go to. And it just, it just didn't exist, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what got me back to the balanced arrow and back to the hunt to try to find, you know, an arrow that would fit that bill. Yeah. The FOC does work, but it doesn't work any better than the same weighted arrow um, in perfect conditions. Where it fails is the crosswind to me. That was my experience. I don't. I don't know about you, but no, man. Believe me, I had a good guy. I had to actually come off of a Facebook page because I couldn't handle it. Because um, there was a lot of calculating uh, and a lot of um, extrapolating from, you know, from the house, from the living room, and 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 I'm not. If you want to shoot extreme FOC, I, I'm not begrudging you. I don't care. Um, but what I am saying is I've seen hundreds of arrows go through hundreds of animals and it's going to be hard to convince me that I think somebody at some time told me I would get 60% more penetration going from 14% to 24% or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but. Oh yeah. A, a, a very famous person said that. I'm not saying the guy's a liar. What I'm saying is from what I have seen from what I've done and, and others that, well, let's take yesterday's deer. I don't, Frank, what do you think the wind was? Uh, there were some heavy gusts, a, a heavy gusts going uphill. And I hit that arrow and I blew through his onside and, and now I didn't get a pass through, but I completely destroyed the meatiest part of the knuckle it looked like a rifle hit it on the offside on a mule deer shooting 180 feet per second um, at a decent distance. You're going to have a hard time making me believe that I would have done more damage with another 100 grains up front. I mean, I don't think I would have done any more damage with 100 grains up front than I would just 100 grains more on my arrow, if that makes any sense. I don't I don't. I don't see how I could from everything that I've seen and done. And I've only screwed around with an extreme FOC a little bit. I just didn't like it. I didn't like how it flew in the wind. Um, now, there's the argument of, oh, the smaller fletching. Totally understand. Can't disagree with that. I could shoot smaller fletches in the in the back end. Or I could keep what I'm comfortable with with big fletches and keep killing like I have been. I feel more comfortable with the setup I have now and a heavy arrow. And I don't have to worry about my arrow breaking. That is one of the things that, that I find when you go with extreme FOC, you are shooting a brittle arrow because you have to shoot such a light arrow to get that point weight up. I, it's just how it is. It's it's yeah, how I mean, tuning it's, works. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're beating a dead horse here. There's, there's going to be, you know, two camps and that's fine. Um, here's the deal. Uh, I didn't set out to build, make an arrow or start an arrow company. Um, I wanted to start a specialized gear company 
to go fill the holes or niches in the market where I felt like certain products were lacking. If there was not something that's, if there's not something out there that's being made after going through this process with the arrows, I want to go make it. So that's why I did this. I said, man, look, I'm not going to chase this anymore. I'm not going to talk to manufacturers anymore. No one's going to do it. So I'm just going to do it myself. And that's, that's how it came about. And, and the guys that, that, you know, believe in a good balanced heavy arrow, they're going to shoot these and the guys that don't, they're going to shoot other stuff. And that's, man, that's what makes the world go around. You know, one sword sharpens the other and, and there's always going to be difference in opinions. And from what I've seen, there's enough people that like what, you know, what these arrows do, what kind of what our philosophy is as far as performance when it, with, with regards to penetration. I think there's enough of those people that we're going to be fine. So, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to argue about it with, with anybody. I just think it's uh, it's a personal preference thing, you know. But I don't know that there's a lot of people out there that have the sample size that maybe you and I have with regards to testing on actual animals. Yeah. Oh, Alan, I, Frank, from the moment I met Frank, um, I mean, maybe not the moment, but when shooting-wise, I think, I don't know, Frank, you can ad-lib here but or throw in, but... I think I've pestered you about shooting a heavy arrow from, from the beginning for the most part. Um, cause you, I mean, and not worrying about speed as much. Uh, and you saw uh, the damage. I mean, you couldn't find your arrow and it went through the meatiest part of the ass cheek. Well, mostly the meatiest all the way out through the, through the neck. Um, I just don't think you can get any better than that. Um, and you had, a, I mean, how bad was the wind? It sounded bad on the GoPro, but how bad was it? Yeah, you'll be able to see it on the GoPro video. It's probably about the same, you know, pretty high gusts. Um, that arrow went in straight as, as could be. Uh, and, yeah, it, I mean, it just blew straight through that deer. It, that deer probably went 75 yards maybe. I timed it on the GoPro. It was dead in like 15 seconds. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you were saying, when I when I first moved here or got the job with Kafar, I didn't have a huge archery knowledge. and. Basically, I did what most people do. They go to the pro shop, get set up with an arrow, and generally it's a, a lighter arrow, fast arrow, 100-grain tip. Um, had no idea, and then I kind of started asking you questions of what you're shooting, why are you shooting these heavier arrows, why are you shooting these heavier, this heavier point weight, all that stuff. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the proof is definitely in the, in the pudding there with the heavier arrow, and, and, you, and it, you and Brian have killed freaking everything. Um, across the across the world, it seems like so. I mean, I, I definitely uh, appreciate your your guys's opinion on this type of stuff, and it's I mean, it just goes to show that you know Brian wanted something that wasn't out there, so he went out there and made it. So that's pretty cool. It's a cool story. Brian, where where can uh, people find uh, well you and uh, the arrows? Where can that? What's the website? All that stuff. Uh, the website is Day Six Gear. Um, and the Instagram page is uh, Day Six Gear as well. So uh, pre- pretty easy to find. We we haven't done a whole lot of marketing. Um, you know, uh, we we've just you know got the, the website launched a couple weeks ago and got all the bugs and you know kinks worked out of it. So we're good to go now, and and uh, we're shipping out arrows pretty steady. So um, obviously people have been listening and. Uh, I know you've been uh, a little pissed off at me, uh, telling me to hurry up because people are driving you nuts on your uh, messages <laughs> about the arrows. Well, I I had some guys at Bear Creek Lake um, 
state park where I shoot. And, uh, you know, I, I, just to show them, um, yeah, I shot into concrete a few different times, which isn't the smartest thing in the world to do. But, and that pretty much at that point was a mistake because then they pestered me for the next three weeks and when they, they'd come out. So now I'm, I'm excited. And I mean, we still have Frank and I've got, uh, elk hunt, a couple mule deer hunts. Obviously we're going to head down and take care of them does, uh, with you. I think we're going to Oklahoma (laughs) and, um, yeah. Yeah, it'll Alberta. be yeah, yeah, Alberta. We're going up to Alberta again, so you know it'll be good for people to to see just the massive devastation and, and penetration of these arrows is 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 amazing. And when when Frank told me he couldn't find his arrow, and you know yesterday when I shot mine and I got down there, we got photos. It looked like a rifle shot on that offside shoulder. And then you watch TV, guys shooting the standard system. They got you know broadside shot and you know eight inches of penetration and have arrows flinging out um yeah there's something to be said for a heavy arrow well one thing i want to say before we jump off here because i actually got to get back to work uh i actually have a real job <laughs> so hopefully one day <laughs> i won't have to keep doing this but um uh, the, the other benefits of this heavy arrow and an arrow that is super high tolerance like this and, and this is some of the feedback I'm getting from guys that are reaching out to me about tuning their bow after their, you know, when they're before or after they're buying arrows from me. If you're struggling with your bow, if you're struggling with the tuning process, if you're struggling grouping, a heavier arrow and a, and a, and a high tolerance, more consistent arrow, it is going to make that process so much easier. You're going to help yourself. Um, it's not going to be as finicky and as touchy to tune as a super fast, high-speed, light arrow setup. So, you know, speed is really not everything. Um, And I feel like if people would, you know, at least try a heavier arrow and set their bow up for it, I don't think they'd ever go back because it's going to be so much easier to deal with. It's going to be so much more forgiving and accurate. And your bow is so much quieter. I mean, the difference, Aaron, in the first time you came to Alabama with a compound and the second is night and day. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, you already shot heavy arrows. And then the second time you came, you were 60, 80 grains heavier again. And the bows were, you know, it's just this noise was completely different, you know? Yep. Um, I just think it's important, you know? Yeah, no, no, I agree for sure. Um, and I think uh, the the tuning thing will be something people will figure out, you know, real quick. It's always easier, one, to tune a stiffer arrow, but uh, you tune an arrow that's doing, you know, 260 to 280 compared to 300 to 310. Um, it's just easier to tune uh, one, the more consistent, obviously, all of that. But but also, speed does not is not king um it is it just isn't and especially when it comes to penetration and i think as this goes on you know and people see uh the damage and devastation and and get to use them i think i mean i hate to say it'll change the industry but the industry is definitely changing and i think this will help because man just light arrow is a recipe for disaster and uh you know this is these arrows i'm glad to see them because it's a good way to help change (laughs) yeah well you know one thing I, I want to say is, is that, you know, when you buy arrows, you have basically the way the market is set up now, you have to go buy your shafts, whatever you're going to buy or your arrows. 
And then if you want a really high-end, beefy, durable component, you have to go to a third party and buy your components um, to, to basically hybridize the arrow you bought and then, you know, put the good quality component on it. So um, what I've tried to do is, is provide everything from the best vein. I mean, you and I tested veins last year. We videoed sound. The, vet, the best veins, the best knocks. But the components on the front, the outserts and the inserts, I did three different options because there's everybody has different wants and needs and the way they like to do things. So I have three different options with weights. But basically, you don't have to go buy another $30 or $40 worth of components now to go on the arrows you want. This is all included, and you can basically, from any of those three, so it's not one of those things where you buy it and you've got this cheap crappy insert that comes with it and then you have to go buy something else i just wanted it to be the ultimate hunting arrow where guys can come in and say this is the way i want it it's basically customized however you want it and it's it's a one-stop shop thing and i'm not going to build more arrows by the way i'm not building lighter lines or target lines or all that this is what i feel is the best hunting arrow and that's all i do is hunt and so that is the arrow product that we're building it's not going to be an arrow company so anyway i just wanted to kind of preface everything with that that you know that it's it's, it's all right there and it's set up ready to go you know yeah oh yeah for sure well man we appreciate you having on and i definitely will be flinging arrows at mule deer here in about a month i guess up in uh, in alberta so yeah, four weeks away, and I just want to thank you again for um, uh, letting me come antelope hunting with you uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, that was super exciting getting my first antelope and with the uh, big ginger. The big ginger. <laughs> yeah, meet him. That was uh, that was an experience in itself, buddy. There's not a lot of them built like him. No, he's hopping on the podcast tomorrow. He's got a couple Aldad hunts uh, left. He was wanting to get the word out on, and then um, I think he's wanting to. Uh, potentially mention that he does not like the Aaron Snyder of we got to get to 40. He liked the Aaron Snyder of we just need to get to 110. <laughs> <laughs> he made that abundantly clear when I was there. So uh, he definitely stretched my world out uh, as far as my shot range. I, I was uh, pretty pretty much doubled my, uh, my uh, effective shooting range in, in one fell swoop. But anyway, that's what practice does for you, right? Yeah, no, for, for sure. Yeah, no, and that was a good time. That was a hell of an right. antelope, so cool. Well, cool, yeah, well, man. Thanks again, guys. Frank, yeah, thank you. Frank, love you, mean it. See y'all later. <laughs> yep, yep got to shoot easy. them does. <laughs>